already know it's your girl Ohima T and Dej, and you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> you already know it's your girl Ohima T and Dej, and you're listening to the Dark and Lovely Pod. <laughs> That. I thought I was supposed to say dark or something. I like. thought you said that's corny. <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say all together. Dark and lovely pot. You already know it's your girl Ahima T. And Dej. And you're listening to the Dark, dark and, and Lovely, lovely Pod. You're so fake. Your mental health is your foundation for everything. Yeah, if you don't life. have your mental health, you don't have anything. You don't have anything. You can't. So make sure to prioritize it and put yourself first. <laughs> Hey guys! Hey! Welcome back to another episode. Yes, yes, yes. So for today's episode, we're going to read you a tweet that kind of sums up what we'll be talking about today. <laughs> okay, so um, this tweet is from at Money Maya, and it reads, Black woman, your mental health is a priority, and don't let anyone make you feel guilty for admitting you're struggling or in pain. Okay, so um, before we start this episode, I just think it's important to give a trigger warning because um, we wanted to talk about mental health, obviously, how we experience mental health um, as black women, but like everybody has different triggers, so I just feel like it's important for us to just give a trigger warning. So. You know, if you feel like you may be triggered, then maybe you can skip this episode or like just take it as you can. Like if you hear something that's triggered, like you know what I mean? Like, press stop. If you or if you feel like you're about to be triggered, press stop. Yeah. <laughs> we won't be sad, we understand. Yeah, you so. can watch a different episode. Yeah. Or listen to a different episode. Go back and listen to your <laughs> to your favorite episode. Okay, so um I just want to start with this question for you, Deja. So, like, um, as a black woman, how do you feel, like, stigma surrounding mental health in the black community has affected the way you view mental health or the way that you've experienced it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like I'm going to start off saying, like, growing up, mm-hmm. I feel like Compared to a lot of maybe other families or other cultures, I Mm -hmm. feel like maybe mental health and like prioritizing yourself was kind of talked about more. But I feel like in my family or in my culture too, I feel like I've only ever seen, especially black women, it's go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's never, okay, let me take a day to relax for myself and just chill mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's always you do this you do that you do this you come home you cook dinner you do this you do this then you mm-hmm. sleep and then you wake up and you do it all over again mm-hmm. you know what i mean there was never self-care days there was never yeah you know i i never saw that growing up so when i became an adult or even as a teenager i was like okay that's normal to me like that's what I need to do so I was go 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 but I feel like I never saw what happens when you go 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 and you need to stop yeah you know what I mean they don't show us that they don't show us that part so I was going 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 but I'm like like I need a break in my head I'm like I I need a break like I need to stop but like Mm -hmm. 
like how do I stop I don't know how to stop like you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so I feel like that caused a lot of of me having a lot of anxiety yeah and just like not being able to manage my time effectively mm-hmm. like prioritizing myself mm-hmm. and and like I don't know because I feel like once you actually have those self-care days once you actually prioritize yourself like you can be there for other people or show up better in the world you know what i mean do you know what i think it is though you see how you said like you have to prioritize yourself mm-hmm. i think that our parents and older generations and black people whether you're caribbean african whatever mm-hmm. i feel like they view prioritizing yourself in a different way like i feel like for yeah, them prioritizing facts. yourself is working hard so that you can have certain things or working yeah. hard so you can take care of your family yeah like working hard so you can like you know what I mean? Achieve better. Exactly. Achieve yeah. But they don't realize that like you have to take care of yourself Actually. as in your mental health yeah. in order to properly enjoy those things, number yeah, one. Facts. And number two, like not go crazy. <laughs> not go crazy in the process of trying Achieving to do these those things. things. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Because yeah. like when they talk about oh, like this is for your future, like this is that, this is that, it's like, yeah, like, okay, I can go to school and do all these things, yeah. but if I'm depressed, like I'm how am I gonna yeah. like I have a degree, but I'm depressed with a degree. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's true, yeah. So. Facts. What about you, though? Okay, so for my culture, I feel like people don't talk about it, especially the older generations. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's this thing, like, like my mom, till this day, like, my mom used to say this when I was a teenager, and, like, all till now, she's like, oh, like, you don't have anything to do be depressed oh, about like facts. you have a good mother and a good father yeah. so like what do you have to be depressed about yeah. i'm like sis if only you knew the things i was going through yeah and like it's just like when she says that when i was a kid before like i obviously i used to internalize it and i used to be like so why am i so sad like you know mm-hmm. like you especially something wrong with you like, oh, like especially in high school yeah like and i'd be like so why am i so sad and honestly now that i'm saying this out loud i feel like even like as a kid and like a teenager like sometimes like i would just be really sad Mm -hmm. but then like i'm like what is wrong with me because like because my mom was saying like oh like you don't have anything to be sad about Mm -hmm. like i felt like you needed a reason i felt like i needed a reason to be sad and then like i would like think to myself like you're so extra like why are you sad like like you know yeah and then like like now when she says that to me like i get mad like if let's say she says it to me on the phone like i'll hang up or if she says it to me in person like i'll walk away yeah i was just like honestly like i don't want to have this conversation because i know you're gonna make me mad and mm-hmm. i i don't i'm actively trying to unlearn those things mm-hmm. so like i don't need you in your propaganda like, yeah you know <laughs> yeah. so like um yeah i feel like there people don't talk about it i feel like like my specific culture and obviously my specific family like religion is or is something that they think that can't coexist with actively seeking help for mental health like i think that they think like oh just pray which like yeah that helps but like also like therapy helps too also do the work yeah like you can do both like i don't think that like therapy is not of god like you can Mm -hmm. still like you can still have faith in god but you mm-hmm. could like but you could still go to therapy yeah you know and i feel like i feel like people and if you do if you're doing both then you're gonna be unstoppable you know mm-hmm. what i mean but i feel like they think that once you go to therapy then that means that 
you're not believing like you're not yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think and i think that they have because i think that they've blended the lines between faith and culture for my mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. i think that that has to do with my culture like thinking like okay like you can't you can't say oh i have anxiety because mm-hmm. then oh like that's not from god but it's like oh, it yeah. isn't but at the same time we like let's explore that like mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can't just say that's not from god and just turn that down kind yeah. of thing like yeah. we have to dig a little deeper yeah and i think like as black people like when we don't talk about these things when we experience them we're like what's wrong with me yeah. instead of like okay i need help or yeah. let me talk to somebody it's what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and then like we try and fix it like in other ways in other ways mm-hmm. and ways that we've seen our parents fix them which obviously isn't healthy mm-hmm. if they're not even acknowledging the fact that these things exist yeah you know that's true yeah so like based on your education and then like now your placement like what have you like generally mm-hmm. what have you been able to um learn Mm-hmm. about mental health and how it manifests like in different people and stuff mm-hmm. okay so i feel like in my undergrad mm-hmm. even though i did like my undergrad in mental health mm-hmm. i don't feel like i learned like i learned a lot but it was more like okay um you have these amount of hormones or you have these amount of um chemicals in your body and when there's an, an imbalance mm-hmm that's what leads to depression or that's what leads to anxiety mm-hmm. right but it wasn't really like okay someone is acting a certain way or like how they present to the world that's what depression or that's what anxiety is it was more mm-hmm. like okay like the biological part of it mm-hmm. so i feel like and i feel like also that that's something that's missing from education well in terms of my degree because mm-hmm. it was like i guess it was a a, a science. science degree so they don't want want to like look at that but i feel like if you're talking about mental health you have to look at like Both. the social aspect yeah. too because like these the science part is only going to take you so far like what is that going to do for you you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like, science can be racist too yeah how <laughs> because because science is like people can say science is science but the way mm-hmm. that the people who are interpreting science like you can have your own biases yeah like when you when you're interpreting data like you can interpret data with biases and when you present it it will be biased so science can be racist what do you mean why how people have used science like science is not like complete like yes if i if i look in a what is it the thing like a scope like you know oh yeah, yeah is that what it's called i think so okay if i look in that and i see like somebody's dna yeah like if me and you look in it we're both gonna see the same dna yeah. but the way that we interpret it and the, yeah. and therefore like uh compile our research is informed by our own biases you can never completely remove yourself from what you're doing even if it's science yeah so that's how i'm saying like science can be racist okay yeah Okay, but then in that sense, wouldn't that be biased too? Because you're interpreting the social... Everything's biased. Everything's biased. Okay, but I feel like um, once I started my placement, especially my first placement, I saw how mental health can take a toll on someone in terms of them recovering Mm -hmm. and like their longevity, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. 
based on like you know a critical traumatic medical experience mm-hmm. so like there was like th- I'd, i'm gonna compare two different patients that i saw and one both of them had strokes mm-hmm. and both of them were struggling to speak right mm-hmm. but one of them would put in the work every single day like anytime i came to see him and visit him he would be on it 100 percent and then the second patient i had he you could tell you could visibly tell by the way that he was like his posture and how he was talking that he was depressed mm-hmm. and he wasn't getting better at all they had their stroke around the same time too but like he was not getting better with his speech because in my opinion, because he was depressed. He was not putting in the work, but I don't just think he wasn't putting in the work because he was unmotivated. He was putting depressed. in the work because he was depressed. Yeah. So then his speech his speech wasn't getting better. You know what I mean? And that's Whereas, depressing him more. And that's depressing him even more because he can't communicate his wants and his needs. Whereas the other patient wasn't, in my opinion, because he could be depressed, but I didn't think he was depressed. He didn't present as he didn't present. Who yeah. that. He didn't present as depressed and he was getting better like each week. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in terms of like prognosis, like having a mental health um what's it called? diagnosis or struggling with your mental health yeah. can really like limit you from like getting better in certain ways. Yeah basically like it has it, it has a toll on every aspect of your life yeah yeah and even if you think about your personal experience dealing with mental health like you do not perform the same way yeah when you're going through like a depressive episode or like you have extreme anxiety mm-hmm. as opposed to like you functioning regularly mm-hmm. you know, or normally whatever normal is yeah so mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I think for me, like, one thing, the number one thing that I've taken away when I started working with, like, in the social service field, like, specifically um, in shelters, the the number one thing I've taken away from, taken away is a lot of people struggle with mental health, mm-hmm. and I think the key difference between us and those who find themselves homeless mm-hmm. is support systems. True. Because I think... Like, some of my clients are homeless because they experience depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. they have, they're bipolar, they have borderline personality disorder, Mm -hmm. um, seizures, Mm -hmm. but the difference is, like, they didn't have a support system, or Mm -hmm. their support system didn't have the tools to support them, so they ended up being homeless, Yeah. right? But it's, like... Like, when I hear my clients saying, like, oh, I'm depressed or I have anxiety, it's like, I experience those things, too. I know bare people who do, too, but we're mm-hmm. we're not homeless because we have support systems. Yeah. So that's the number one takeaway that I've taken away. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I feel like... Uh, I feel like... Black people are often diagnosed... In my experience working the field, black people are often diagnosed later in life than my white clients. Mm, I feel like as true. black people, we make fun of, like we say, like we make all these jokes about white people, da 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 da. But one thing about white people, they know how to seek out help for their mental health. Like mm. we don't do that, you mm. know. And I think like even even though I've been through school, even though I work in the field, like when my black clients like have mental health. Um, experience they experience or they're struggling with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, I my first reaction 
is like oh even though like it shouldn't be yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that there's for my black point i think in general there's stigma surrounding mental health but mm-hmm. i think like for my black clients there's like a certain shame mm-hmm. attached to it especially when because depression and anxiety like i think have become there's still stigma surrounding them but i think they've become more normalized especially mm-hmm. sometimes too much you know so what, though i feel like yeah they're normalized but i feel like they're glamorized they're, they're normalized only in presenting a certain way that's what i was gonna right. say i'll go back to that point but what i was gonna say is like a lot of people don't talk about like how depression and stuff affects your hygiene and like other stuff mm-hmm. like that like if you're to like people oh like you don't want to shower you don't want to shower you don't brush your teeth like people always talk like like oh i'm depressed so i'm crying in bed like okay but when you're crying in bed did you go get up to bed like Mm -hmm. you probably didn't brush your teeth you probably didn't you probably didn't but like nobody talks about that yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um yeah but what was like oh and i think depression and anxiety are normalized sometimes almost too much especially not too much but it's in term glamorized like yeah. people will be like oh especially i'm depressed media. that's what i was gonna say like yeah. it's like oh i'm depressed oh like i i and people just say it it's like it's not a joke you know yeah um but i feel like when it comes to like not bigger diagnoses because I, I feel like if i say that it would be furthering the stigma yeah. when it comes to diagnoses that maybe you would have to be medicated for more heavily yeah in terms of like bipolar or um, having borderline personality disorder and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, I think there's especially for Black people, it's even more stigmatized to go on medication. To go on medication yeah. and to to say that you have it. Like I have a client, oh, I had a client, and they didn't want to accept that diagnosis, mm-hmm. and therefore they weren't experiencing, they weren't receiving the treatment they needed, and therefore they weren't being as successful in the program as they could have been. Yeah right yeah so and like another thing is like now that i'm in the field like i'm like diagnosed like i'm not like a psychiatrist or like a psychologist Mm -hmm. but like i feel like you get a lot of like hands-on experience Mm -hmm. and based on my hands-on experience like i'm like diagnosing like everybody around me yeah yeah that's true like (laughs) like literally i'm like yeah like you might have bpd but like (laughs) you know what i mean so it just i think being in the field and like education just opens your eyes to like sometimes diagnosing yourself and Mm -hmm. diagnosing everyone around you because i feel like we don't talk about it enough yeah that's so true you said that that um like anxiety depression are normalized Mm -hmm. but i feel like only like i feel like the only depression or the only um way what is the word the only way it presents that's normalized is like you like having bad po- posture you being like really 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 quiet or like and down like, or down or you just looking sad you mm-hmm. know what i mean i feel like that's like the normalized depression mm-hmm. but like there's people who have depression that are like hey how are you like you know they're yeah. super duper happy mm. but like nobody knows that they have depression you yeah. know what i mean and that's not normalized because they're not presenting and like what mm-hmm. is normal depression you know There's what i mean an, it's different for everybody it's different for everyone but i feel like when you think of depression you it's think like, of oh, like somebody's sad. she's sad and like the way her posture is or she has a really quiet voice like you know what i mean i feel like that's what people think depression is and i feel like 
you going off of like the whole glamorize glamorizing depression thing like mm-hmm. i feel like that's what's glamorized mm-hmm. too you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah that's good. um i was gonna say like i feel like even like with me i think how do i say this like I think you see how you said depression presents differently in everybody mm-hmm. I think like even in yourself sometimes it presents differently oh, and sometimes you don't recognize that you're depressed mm-hmm. until you're not either you <laughs> until you're not yeah <laughs> until you're not like when you when you're That's... no longer depressed and you look back on your you're life like, you're like whoa I was, so I was so depressed like literally when I like when I moved back home I was like, damn, I was really depressed. Yeah, right? I was really depressed. Like, I was depressed. Like, yeah. But, like, because I think, like, and I think that goes back to what you were saying in the beginning of how, like, we're all just, like, go, 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 yeah. go. You like, find when distractions. You're, you're when like, you're yeah. in the moment, especially because I was in school, I'm like, yeah. go, 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 go. Assignment, go, go, go. Right? Yeah. But then when I stopped, when COVID hit, Bro, I was like, like, feeling oh. everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. like, it wasn't that I was feeling everything. I felt mm-hmm. much better because I was in a safe environment. Yeah. And I think your environment has a lot to do with oh, your mental 100%. state. 100%. So when I was in a familiar environment where I, my supports were either in the house with me or mm-hmm. down the street, mm-hmm. I think I was like, I'm not depressed anymore because I feel comfortable. But yeah. when I was in an uncomfortable um, environment, yeah. it I was going through a lot. And then because of the environment, yeah. it amplified that. Yeah. So as soon as I was taken out of that environment, I mm-hmm. realized that in my previous environment, yeah was not cohesive yeah to for me to be um well yeah you know mm-hmm. so yeah and i think that like for me like sometimes like i'll just like depression is not always like oh i'm so sad like like consistently i'm so sad mm-hmm. like sometimes it's, it's in not. waves like sometimes it's you being angry you being pissed though yeah like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like, and i and everything. i feel like for me like sometimes it's in waves like sometimes I'll just be chilling not so much anymore because I feel like I've gotten a lot better but like mm-hmm. definitely in the past in high school and like maybe like two three years ago mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll just be like chilling with my friends and like my social body's drained and mm-hmm. like I'm just like because I'm depressed normally like on my own mm-hmm. like now that my social I just need to be by myself so I can just go yeah. like can be depressed like oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I just the more because I want to go home so bad and because like I can't, mm-hmm. like I I'm presenting as maybe like I'm angry at somebody or like mm-hmm. I don't want to be there. Yeah. Which I don't want to be there, but it has nothing to do with anybody that's here. Anyone there. Like, like I'm just depressed. Anyone. Yeah. Like, you know, and I just yeah. I know that I can't sit here and start crying because you guys are gonna be like, What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. And it's gonna make you guys sad for me and I don't want that. Yeah. So it's like I need to go home. Mm-hmm. You know? And do you ever have those ones where like that like you actually start crying in front of your friends and they're like, yeah. Oh like like what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong? But then you're just like, honestly, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why yeah. I'm crying, but I'm I'm crying. You know what I do that's not <laughs> healthy? What? Like, if I'm sad, I will watch a sh- my go to is Grey's Anatomy. Like mm-hmm. I will watch a show that or a movie that makes that, that that I can that you can I can watch it and say, Oh, I'm crying because of the show. Yeah. But really, I'm crying because oh, you're I'm sad. sad. Yeah. And, like, I didn't realize I was doing that until, like, you know, This Is Us? You know how that show is? I love it, too. But that's, it's trauma porn. <laughs> Bro, but, it is. But, like, my friend was, like, one time my friend was, like, oh, like, 
you know i feel like we do this i feel like we watch shows to make us da 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 i'm like oh like you're right still i didn't realize so like now like whenever i i because i've watched Grey's anatomy from start to finish like 15 times right <laughs> so like now whenever my one friend sees me watching Grey's anatomy she's like what's wrong like Aww. like are you like what's yeah. wrong and i'm like and like usually something's wrong but like i recently started watching it over and she's like what's wrong i'm like honestly i'm just bored like i have nothing <laughs> to watch there's nothing yeah. wrong still <laughs> but yeah do you have any unhealthy coping mechanisms i feel like i used to yeah but then i feel like especially this year my mental health took a turn for the worst oh really this yeah. year or in 20 oh sorry 2020 yeah covid yeah covid not even covid i feel like it would have took a turn for the worse without but i feel like it's amplified with the pandemic definitely amplified yeah (laughs) somebody said panic at the disco what instead of you know how everyone's saying random stuff like pony floor pony wall panasonic said panic at the disco (laughs) (laughs) what that's That's my favorite (laughs) no my favorite is um pony floor or something pony floor pony wall yeah (laughs) yeah um what was your question again? Bro, <laughs> no, you can't do that because I forget it, bro. Sorry. You said... <laughs> I don't I asked you, um... Fuck. What did I ask you? Something about mental health. <laughs> I think I asked you... Oh, you said you were saying that your mental health took a turn for the worse in 2020. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said coping mechanisms. Okay. Unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like I definitely had unhealthy coping mechanisms up until um, last year. I still do it, do it on okay, like have unhealthy coping mechanisms on occasion. That's a mouthful, man. But um, <laughs> I feel like my mental health last year took mm-hmm. a turn. Like it was at like the floor, my mental health. Not the floor, child. So like, it was only up from there. And I told mm-hmm. myself, bro, I'm like, I see where you're at right now, Deja. And I'm like, I promise you, you're never coming back here ever again. Like, like I'm like, I told myself, I'm like, I, no. Like, there's no way I'm going to let myself get to this point mm-hmm. ever again. So from there, I think I started working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say I started working out. And then I feel like... Wait, 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 sis. Sorry to interrupt you. But like, when you say... When you say I'm, ne- I was never gonna let myself get back there again. Mm-hmm. Like, is it because you weren't prioritizing your mental health that you got to that place? Yeah. Yeah. I think because I thought because okay, so I'm gonna say like based on like prior experience and like me struggling with my mental health in in the past, it always kind of just went away. You know what I mean? It was always just kind of like oh. Like, even though I'm doing unhealthy mechanisms, it just went away by itself, right? But this time, like... Is it going away or do you suppress it, though? I feel like it's, it went away because I, I did things that I never did before in the past. You know what I mean? Like, I went to therapy. I started working oh, out. Oh, okay. Like, You're talking about when you start doing healthy stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, okay, like, okay. before that, like, I would use unhealthy coping mechanisms, but, like, my mental... Like, Whenever I was struggling with my mental health, it would just go away, right? But mm-hmm. last year, it wasn't going away. It was persistent. It just, it kept going and going and going. And I was like, like bro, like, what What's the hell? What's going on? And, like, I wasn't, like, taking the time to, like, sit myself down and be like, bro, like, What's going what on? are you doing? You know what I mean? So, I feel like it got to a certain point where I was like, you know what? Like, 
no like i can't i need to like change something mm-hmm. i can't keep doing this because like i don't know what's gonna happen to me and i'm like scared of like what i'm thinking now you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i don't want to be like this anymore mm-hmm. so i feel like that's when and like the unhealthy coping mechanisms i was using was alcohol for sure mm-hmm. um men <laughs> for sure um what else and just like i just feel like the way i was thinking i feel like that's an unhealthy coping mechanism too because i feel like you think like yes i feel like people have negative thoughts all the time like i feel like that's just natural mm-hmm. right but like it's what you do with those thoughts like you can't have a negative thought and like be like okay well now feel sorry for yourself or now feel like like oh like whatever like just do negative things because think, of that negative thought you know what i mean i think that's true i'll say it like this i feel like for me personally i'll speak on my own personal experience mm-hmm. like in the past especially like in high school and then like whatever like those times where i'm like okay i'm depressed mm-hmm. like when you have negative thoughts mm-hmm. like sometimes like you s- i don't want to use okay because i'm going to speak from my perspective as not being clinically depressed or not being mm-hmm. um like diagnosed with like okay you have a chemical imbalance Mm -hmm. like sometimes when you have negative thoughts Mm -hmm. like you sit in it for lack of better word Mm -hmm. like you're like okay like oh my god like let's say you you are feeling down about like your body or how you look Mm -hmm. or whatever right like okay like i'm so ugly like yeah Mm -hmm. like my my legs are like this like my Mm -hmm. nose is like this like da 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 Mm -hmm. and you you just keep thinking things to heighten it like you're saying to make yourself more sad yeah exactly but then like for me and like not that sometimes it feels good for lack of better words but it's what not what's easy to do but it's like that is what comes naturally in that moment right but then like if you want to combat that you Mm -hmm. have to kind of make yourself uncomfortable but be like no you're not ugly you're that like you fake it till you make it yeah yeah exactly right Mm -hmm. but like for me like personally Mm -hmm. because i'm not clinically uh, depressed or diagnosed Mm -hmm. Like, whenever I experience these things, like, and then I pray, mm-hmm. like, not that the feeling, not that this goes away completely, mm-hmm. but in that moment, like, I have a release. Yeah. And so, because, like I said, sometimes when we combat our negative thoughts with positive thoughts, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know, like, I would know that as soon as I, like, pray, like, I'm gonna, like, feel some type of release mm-hmm. and i don't want that right now because i just want to feel this feeling oh, you just want to feel sad i would yeah. like put off like because it's comfortable i would put off like yeah. praying or for mm-hmm. somebody who doesn't pray i would put off the pot like being positive yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. but i feel like what we miss especially as black people is some people can't do that because yeah. they have a chemical imbalance yeah and no, so when we say mm-hmm. things like oh like if you're depressed just pray or if mm-hmm. if you're like it's not it's not that simple. it's not fair to yeah. say that like yeah they can pray and maybe it might help mm-hmm. or maybe it might give them a release but that doesn't change the chemical imbalance doesn't, doesn't change the fact that they have a chemically diagnosed disorder exactly yeah. and i think like we can like we can pray mm-hmm. like we can pray for like you know their health and mm-hmm. oh like god like whatever mm-hmm. but like we still have to ag- acknowledge the fact even mm-hmm. if you're gonna acknowledge it in prayer or when you go to, like you have to acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. they have a chemical imbalance does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah and i feel like we don't do those things and when we do, don't do those things we make black people who do have chemical imbalances mm-hmm. feel like shame yeah you know mm-hmm. 
like, oh, okay, I'm not supposed to eat, or, or there's a quick, simple fix when yeah. I visit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, sometimes, like, always prayer, but sometimes, like, doctor too, because yeah. God made doctors, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, God made therapists, God made these things, so let's just use yeah. them and, and stop making people feel shame, yeah. you know? No, that's true. And I think that, and I think that using spirituality to deny the fact that mental health is health and Mm -hmm. is you know exists Mm -hmm. in these ways manifest across the african diaspora because even like black Mm -hmm. americans like during like slavery and stuff like that Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of them are experiencing mental health because you're going through extreme 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 trauma generational trauma Mm -hmm. right yeah but like i feel like they use their faith to put everything on to their like let's pray like mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah which is okay but also like you're experiencing extreme extreme trauma mm-hmm. like at some point you have to admit that you may be struggling with your mental health mm-hmm. and you've passed it that like generate passed it down generationally mm-hmm. and like people till this day can have that gene or whatever yeah like obviously like as a people like we're there's gonna be something like generationally like wrong you know what i mean like we have to Mm -hmm. acknowledge that because Mm -hmm. we've experienced extreme trauma as a whole people i feel like even saying like sometimes i feel like saying like oh depression or like anxiety like saying like it's it's wrong like okay, I feel yeah, like that's the wrong words though i feel like because when you think about it like our physical sicknesses or like covid for example you know what i mean like maybe not covid but just when you're sick like you have a little Sniffle. flu or something right like what do you do when you're sick you go to the doctor mm-hmm. you know what i mean or you lay in your bed for like a good 24 hours and you drink some tea or you get some cough medicine from shoppers drug mart like you know what i mean like you actually cater to your physical health so why do people not see that your mental health is the same thing yeah you know what i mean yeah and that's true because even like if you bring it back to like how like a lot like a lot of black people like use their faith like Mm -hmm. like if if you're if you go to a a pastor Mm -hmm. and you say oh pastor like either i have covid or i have he's not gonna tell you to go pray he's gonna tell you to pray he's gonna tell you to pray but he's gonna tell doctor and go to the doctor yeah 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 yeah. exactly or if you have a cold like you're gonna pray for healing but you're gonna Mm -hmm. pray you're gonna go get that over-the-counter cough syrup exactly yeah yeah but um that's so true when you were talking about um we we actively take care of our physical health yeah. Oh, and it's not wrong. Don't think of it as being something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't think, like, when you have a sickness, you do don't you think, think something's wrong. Do you think, yeah, well, you know that you're, like, sick, but, like, you don't think that's wrong. Like, you don't think, oh my God, like, I'm sick. Like, yeah. I'm so different from everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. no, everyone gets the flu. And like, you know, gets, and everyone, everyone gets, gets the sad. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets sad sometimes. Like, yeah. it's okay. Everyone experiences, even you know if you're, I mean? if you, even if you don't have, like, these chronic, um, chronic depression mm-hmm. or like anxiety or you're not like diagnosed yeah you have moments of these you have things. episodes you yeah. have episodes and i think that's that's another thing that we need to stop doing i think that like just because you're depressed mm-hmm. or just because you're experiencing anxiety doesn't mean like you have a diagnosis yeah i feel like sometimes you might though sometimes you might 
but yeah. I feel like with the quote unquote normal normalizing and then in turn glamorizing of mm. specifically anxiety and depression mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we diagnose ourselves when yeah. eh, when we don't need to be yeah you know but then on the other hand there's people who probably who run away have from di- it you run <laughs> yeah. away from your diagnosis yeah yeah that's true so and I think that that is only heightened as black people and as black women because like if you like you know how I was saying that like I had a client who didn't want to accept their diagnosis Mm -hmm. like I was really thinking like if I had this diagnosis would I accept it like uh, would I tell people probably not unfortunately because of the things even like yeah I feel like there's just so much stigma man yeah there is there's so much stigma so like have you ever heard of like people saying like oh like that person is mentally weak or that person is mentally strong have you ever heard of that like i hear it all the time like on t- on twitter like whenever what i'm looking mean? at you what does that mean right because like what i feel like inherently you're <laughs> saying something like you know what i mean what like what mean? are you what are you trying to say i feel like that's i don't know <laughs> mentally weak and mentally strong yeah i feel like automatically like when you said that like i just felt like a man said it <laughs> yeah man said that yeah um i feel like mentally weak mentally strong like i feel mm-hmm. like that is something that men would say mm-hmm. and i would say specifically black men would say mm-hmm. because i think that that's how we raise them like like mm-hmm. you know that okay you know that thing that i think we've talked about like how like if a little boy's crying so um, i'm like oh don't yeah. cry like you need to be strong yeah and then i think we do that to black women in different ways and i think i don't know if we necessarily look at black women when they're crying and saying don't cry you need to be strong i think we do sometimes but i think for black women it's more like when we see our moms or we see the black women in our lives like the go 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 it's not direct it's more like indirect and and i think i think that we so you see how like i said that that sounds like something a man would say yeah I think that's something that a man would say, but I think it's something that a black woman might think and have to unlearn. Like I don't like think a black woman might think. Yeah, that, yeah, I don't think she would sit there and be like, "Oh, that person's mentally weak or that person's mentally strong." But, but like, like, you see how you said that, like, um, like you, 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 when you were like getting depressed mm-hmm. or you felt depressed and it wasn't getting better, you yeah. said that you have to like sit down with yourself and be like, yeah. "Okay, like, what, like, yeah. what are you saying?" Yeah. I think like that mentality. Mm-hmm is stemming from the same place as a black man saying like oh you have to be mentally you you have to be mentally strong Mm. because it's saying you have to be but it's like yeah i guess but at the same time it's not all on you like the fact that you felt like you had to sit yourself down Mm. is still good and i have those moments Mm -hmm. but like sometimes you can't sit yourself down yeah sometimes you need help Mm -hmm. but i think like even in us because i think both me and we are pretty progressive and like we're trying mm-hmm. to unlearn a lot of things yeah but the fact that like sometimes we still view our mental health as like a personal thing oh yeah like i don't think like mm-hmm. like for me like i know when like i like if my friend experiences something traumatic mm-hmm. i know that this might make them depressed yeah. but at least for like i don't think that as black people we really sit down like we do but i think only when it gets really really bad yeah we sit down do we say like yo sis i'm actually depressed Mm -hmm. i think we talk generally about depression i think we know generally like okay obviously my friend experiences this but i don't think like like unless it's really really bad i don't think we call each other up and say like i'm depressed 
or I think it would have to be like me calling you and Unless saying it gets really or yeah, me calling yeah. you and saying sis are you depressed mm-hmm. and then maybe you might share yeah you know yeah. and I think that um yeah I think that we don't we don't do those do I think we're we one don't step, maintain yeah our mental health I think yeah. we're one step further than black men because I don't think black men talk about it at all yeah but I think so. like we also can do better yeah you know like I do this thing where like let's say it's like let's say I was depressed in like June mm-hmm. like they wouldn't have known mm-hmm. and then like a year later like in December or something I'll be like yeah like I was really depressed like I was drinking like every day like mm-hmm. and they'll be, and like I'll just like say it randomly and they'll be like everyone will be like the fuck like yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like what like, <laughs> yeah. like and I, I just sometimes like that's just how I say it like yeah. like even like when I say all this time like now that I'm not in Hamilton I say all the time or when I was in Hamilton I was depressed I was depressed yeah. so easily so freely but when I was in Hamilton did I tell anybody I was depressed because yeah, you were going through at the time I didn't yeah. tell but I, I didn't tell it mm-hmm. if I said so so I'm depressed like they would have been like oh like like yeah. oh, but I never I don't think I ever said, said it said it yeah only maybe when I got really really bad did mm-hmm. I have like a like maybe breakdown in front of people mm-hmm. but I never said like no I'm actually like depressed like yeah. I'm really sad there yeah. you know mm-hmm. I think they probably knew because I used to come home every weekend yeah but I didn't say it so you see how we were talking about like like mentally strong or whatever and you said that black men um like a black man would say that and you see why they would say that mm-hmm. I feel like even going a step like further mm-hmm. I feel like what even is mentally strong because I feel like mm-hmm. before me and I feel like you would agree i feel like me i thought mentally strong would be like you going through a traumatic experience and you getting through it without like getting any help from anyone else like you are mentally strong but i feel like now i've changed my perspective where it's like me reaching out to people when i'm actually going through a depressive episode Mm -hmm. or i'm going through anxiety or i'm having an anxiety attack Mm -hmm. and me reaching out in that moment i view that as being mentally strong now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm I I think I've gotten a lot better in especially when it comes to anxiety. Mm-hmm. I think that it's something that I've always experienced. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that well, I don't know if those around me knew, but I never said it. And I think that like it when you have anxiety like when you're like anxious, like my yeah. anxiety presents <laughs> in different ways. Yeah. I think like Especially in relationships. How do you think it presents? Okay, like... When it how do you think to- it presents, like... Like, just you by yourself? And then how do you think it presents in, like... Friendship relationships and, like... Romantic relationships? Okay, and I'll start with friendships. And, like, just interpersonal relationships. Yeah. I think that, like... It... <sighs> like, it makes you think, like, something's wrong. Or, like... Or, like, you feel like... Are they upset with me? Like, oh, like all the time? Not or just all, like, like, not all the time. Or just like they'll say something, you may take it like a different no, way. No, to be honest, I don't think I experience this anymore. But in okay. terms of like, you see how we were talking about conflict? Like, in terms yeah. of like conflict, okay, you know what? When it comes to interpersonal relationships, I would say my main source of anxiety in the past, still now, but I push past it, yeah. is conflict. Conflict. Yeah. Like, if there was a conflict, I would be anxious about either bringing it up mm. or how it would change our dynamic yeah. or how it would change like just like conflict just makes me anxious yeah but I think like 
for me because I was anxious like my definition of conflict yeah wouldn't be somebody else's definition of conflict like I think a lot of things that because I have anxiety like a lot and because I dwell like overthink things Mm. like something that might like just be brushed off like yeah from my other friend Mm -hmm. is something that I'm sitting there with when like I don't need to because they're over it yeah but or it's like it's like you overthinking yeah yeah. or being anxious about like I'm thinking of everything and it's making me anxious yeah okay um and then and also because like I try to consider people's feelings yeah a lot Mm -hmm. I think some that in the past and even still now but I try I'm aware of it Mm -hmm. um it because I consider everyone's like let's say you have a friend group of like 10 people mm-hmm. if you're trying to consider everybody's feelings mm-hmm. like it's it's anxiety because like yeah. I'm like okay if I do this is what this person wants but if I do it this person might be upset and I might be upset like too much. no that, but that's how I am mm-hmm. like because I want everybody to be okay because I'm like I want to and I think that goes back to how we're character, how we're socialized as black women, mm-hmm. having to be caretakers. Because mm-hmm. I want to take care of everybody. Because I want everybody to be good. Sometimes yeah. I'm not good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've tried to like unlearn that and try to. Sometimes you have to put yourself first. Like so, you like, do. Honestly, 100 percent. But the thing about me is like, if I'm ever selfish, it feels selfish. percent. But 85% of the time, okay, see, I'm learning. It feels selfish. It's not selfish. If I'm putting myself first, 85% of the time, I had to force myself to put myself first. Some people can just put themselves first. Yeah. And sometimes those are the happiest people in life, eh? Sucks. But like, me who just thinks of everyone's feelings, Mm -hmm. like I have to actively put myself first and it feels like I'm being selfish. Yeah. But I feel like, like the people that may take it or... You think it's selfish, but the people around you may not. They, they're think not it's going selfish. to think. If the people around you really care about you, they will never. Gonna, they are not. You think they will think it's selfish, but yeah. they would never. You know. They know. Yeah. And then you ask, how does it present by myself? Yeah. I think like sometimes like like I was telling you before like I feel like my mom has anxiety mm-hmm. experiences. In, like she anxious mm-hmm. and I know and I would never say that to her because she would cuss me mm-hmm. but like just like how she, like my mom like if she calls me and she doesn't get a hold of me she will call me until she gets a hold of oh me and it's because like she thinks something's wrong uh, and I yeah. and I do that now especially with yeah. my partner yeah. like if I'm calling you and you mm-hmm. don't answer like even if we get into a fight, like maybe mm-hmm. I'm calling you down because I'm upset, mm-hmm. but a large part of me calling you is like I'm like you're not answering something's wrong, mm-hmm. like that's how I am. Yeah. If I don't, if I don't hear, like I'll just sometimes like, and especially as somebody who is spiritual, it's really, I think I've gotten better at it. But because my mom is like that, sometimes it's really hard to discern or to differentiate between like when God is telling me something versus like, mm-hmm. am I being anxious? Mm-hmm. Because like I'll sit down sometimes and be like something's wrong with Deja let me message her message her mm. and then I'll, I'll ignore it and then like maybe like a week later I'll be like yeah on Wednesday something happened to me I'll be like fuck like God was trying to tell me something oh, but then yeah. like sometimes I'll be saying that I'm like something's wrong with Deja and then like I'll be anxious about it and then like I'll yeah. message you like oh like you're good yeah. and then like nothing's wrong but it's just yeah. like my anxiety or like sometimes like you know like sometimes I'll text you saying like oh I'm proud of you da 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 I'm like maybe Deja's feeling down this week maybe I should just 
maybe I should uplift oh, her, so nice. you know? And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, this is like something God's telling me, like, yeah. that's not gonna hurt. Even if you're not yeah. experiencing something, like, even if yeah. you just needed a little extra kick, even if yeah. you didn't need it, like, you know? Yeah. But like, when it becomes like this thing that's always in the back of your mind, yeah. like, sometimes it's like anxiety, yeah. or like, sometimes I'll be driving. This is my personal experience. Sometimes I'll be driving, cause like, you know how there's like multiple places to go to get somewhere? Like, yeah. oh, you could take the highway, you could take Taunton, yeah. you could take whatever. Like, sometimes I'll be driving, yeah. and I'll be like, oh, take Taunton today. And then I'll be like, okay, right? Okay, God, I hear you still. Yeah. But then sometimes my anxiety will be like, make a left, bitch. Like, why? Like, what? why? No, like, that's how I am. Yeah. Like, it'll be like, if you make a right, you're going to get in course of a car accident. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And Damn. and that's, like, that's how my anxiety is, like, yeah. personally. Yeah. But then, like, it... it it's hard to differ like it's easy to differentiate between when God's telling me something yeah. when I'm having anxiety yeah. but then my anxiety tells me it's hard to differentiate oh, if that makes sense yeah, that makes like sense. I know in my spirit like okay T God said this yeah. or T no you're being anxious and then when it's being let's you see I said sometimes my anxiety would be like make a left bitch yeah. I will actively make a right because I'm like you need to come you need to yeah. you need to make a right and see for yourself that nothing's gonna happen yeah but then, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then my anxiety would be like, oh, is this your anxiety? Is it God? Is this your anxiety? Like, yeah. does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's how I experience that. Yeah. What about you? Oh. Um. Interpersonally and then by yourself. Okay, I'll speak for by myself. Um. I think my anxiety presents most in my communication. Okay. So I feel like when I'm feeling anxious, I cannot express myself as well as I normally could. Mm-hmm. So in terms of expression, I mean like being able to say what's on my mind or being able to even explain a certain topic to mm-hmm. someone. I feel like I can't do that when I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. And also in terms of communication too, um just like i don't know i feel like sometimes i get like like i can't find the words (laughs) if that makes sense like i'm at a loss for words i feel like in relation to your anxiety and i feel like it's in relation to my anxiety is it because you don't want to say the wrong thing i don't think it's because i don't want to say the wrong thing it's just like when i feel anxious like my heart starts beating really fast and like I don't know. I feel like it's connected to my brain. Well, it is connected to my brain somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I'm using, like I'm spending a lot of my cognitive energy. So I'm spending a lot of like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and you don't have enough left And I to don't have enough left to find the words that I'm trying to express mm-hmm. myself with because my anxiety is using up it's so up much, of, much. My, of my brain. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, when it comes to communication especially, that's where I know I'm I know I'm having like an anxious episode when I can't mm-hmm. communicate. Also, I don't know, I feel like my, my anxiety has a lot to do with my brain. Cause like I feel like my memory too, when I'm feeling anxious, I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Like I'll walk into a room and like I'm like looking for something and I literally won't remember what I'm looking for while I'm looking for it. Really? Yeah. Or like I'll be talking to someone. This has a lot to do with communication too. And then like they'll ask me something. They'll ask me like a like a simple question, like oh like like not like what's your name, 
I know what you mean. That. But like just something like, that you would usually like, know. Yeah, like like oh like where did you go to school? What was your elementary school or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I I'll have no clue. Really? Yeah, and I'm just like it's because I feel like it's because I'm anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm like self-diagnosing myself right now. Maybe I have some other issues, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's because I'm anxious. Like I don't remember anything, mm-hmm. and I see it, and I see this so much with my grandparents too. Not my my grandma especially because I feel like she definitely has anxiety and I see it with her memory mm-hmm. and with her speech too mm-hmm. and with my mom too I feel like I see it in her speech as well but you know what I was gonna okay because I don't know if this relates but I think we need to talk about like trauma mm-hmm. because I think that trauma you know how they say like trauma changes the way that your brain looks yeah it does like trauma literally affects like everything about you like yeah i remember there was this tweet and it's like oh it's crazy how our parents don't remember half the things they said to us but like we like remember it like Mm -hmm. it's like it's like and this is why like you really shouldn't have kids until like you're like you're ready because it's like you can literally say one thing to your kid or Mm -hmm. react in a certain way to your kid Mm -hmm. to something when they were like three and even if they don't remember it 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 affected the whole or changed the whole course of their personality like let's say like they used to be or they they get like triggered yeah off of something and they don't even know why they're triggered. exactly yeah like let's say like um you know when your kid used to be really outgoing and then you mm-hmm. always like one time like they were talking and you said shut the fuck up or something mm-hmm. like and then they're shy now because they know mm-hmm. that if they talk like their dad or their mom is gonna explode mm-hmm. like you know what i mean yeah and like i was talking to one of my um what's it called my co-workers classmates classmates yeah <laughs> i was talking to one of my classmates and he was he's another black a black guy mm-hmm. and we were talking about how like a lot of black parents will be like children are to be seen and not heard mm-hmm. you know what i mean and what does that do for their communication and their ability to communicate with other people mm-hmm. because like i remember my, my grandparents especially telling me that when i was younger like like children are to be seen and not heard like, right why, so, like, exactly and like just think about like okay so or like only contribute when you have something valid to say mm-hmm. you know what i mean like don't just talk to talk but like talking like that helps you grow as a person for no- number one mm-hmm. and that helps you socialize that helps you build your personality so like what exactly are you do you know another thing too are you saying and like remember um what brianna was saying too like how like black parents are just like no and they don't yeah. explain and they don't explain but anything. like when yeah. you hear people explain it helps you to be better at explaining yeah like today i like i had to like cuss my mom because she was like oh come upstairs right she's mm-hmm. calling me and i'm like why and then she's like why do you always ask questions and i'm like yeah. because i like i can like and i'm like i'm like mommy like i'm not a kid like you need mm-hmm. to stop like i'm a grown person like mm-hmm. if you're asking to come upstairs and i'm doing something and i'm asking you why mm-hmm. it's because i need to gauge like if what what i'm doing is important like i'm doing something so let, yeah. it's, like if it's an urgent i will stop what i'm doing mm-hmm. but like you know what i mean and that's my decision like yeah. just because you're, you're my mom like doesn't mean like 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 yeah you're my mom but like also i'm a person like yeah and like you you need to explain yeah and when i hear you explain 
the same way in the same way that I picked up other things from you, mm-hmm. I will be able to better articulate myself. Especially, and you'll be able to understand. Exactly. Yeah. Understand and articulate myself. But I feel mm-hmm. like this is why a lot of the times as black people, like this is why as black people, like we have to do a lot of unlearning mm-hmm. when we get older. Because our parents like put all these stuff onto us. Yeah. And specifically in relation to mental health, like they may say things or because we've never like like have you ever looked back on um a certain part of your childhood mm-hmm. even if it's like foggy and be like oh my mom was probably depressed or Facts, or yes. what what happened like mm-hmm. if but it you happened didn't realize to me, it was depression it, at the time because they didn't say it because yeah. they probably wouldn't even accept they probably didn't even know it was depression they too. probably wouldn't even accept it yeah. even if they somebody said it they wouldn't accept it mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i or like for example if they if you remember something that happened in your childhood yeah and you're like oh that was traumatic if it happened to me i would be depressed so therefore maybe my mom was yeah you know or even like now like we were saying before like mm-hmm. you you'll now that like we're older and like our parents talk to us like we're or our mm-hmm. mom specifically talks to us like oh like we're friends kind of yeah. thing she'll say something yeah and you're like sis like what <laughs> like me and my friends talk about this all the time like sis like that is you should probably go to therapy therapy, yeah and they'll be like therapy what like like you know Mm -hmm. or even like i remember like when i was i would say first second year university i would get mad at some of the things that my mom (laughs) did right Mm -hmm. just like some of the things that she would say and some of some of the things that like the way that she would act right Mm mm-hmm but like now, especially right now, like at this age, I'm like, bro, a lot of the things that she does mm-hmm. or that she says that I may get upset about, I feel like they're born out of trauma. Mm. Because I'm like, I'm looking back at my childhood and I'm like, yo, this happened, this happened, this happened. Mm-hmm. So I get why she's like that now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I get why she acts the way that she does. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't really get mad at it because you know that that's her experience you know what i mean she but, definitely used to go to therapy but that's a conversation but you know what me. i feel like and like people always talk about like parenting your parents mm-hmm. i feel like especially those of us like in like this generation and then even like gen z well i guess we're like in the middle between millennial and gen z i don't claim gen z i don't claim gen z <laughs> but Sorry, honestly I there's forgot. i don't claim gen z but there's some things that we all are a, a little bit gen z still yeah I think majority I'm like millennial, but like I have a look of Gen Z in me still. You can't lie. But anyway, you do too. Don't I'm lie. Not, I'm you, not from the same generation as my sister. The TikTok. Don't you do that's TikTok that's, dances? My sister shows me. Yeah, but you're still, but you still have the influence, and you still think it's okay. Like there's some things that Gen people do, <laughs> Gen Z people do that you think is nonsense. But some, some yeah, things, there's some things that are nonsense. I'm no, like, yeah, nonsense. But doing? some things you're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think for us, like sometimes i think it's it's tough for us because as much as your mom or our moms act certain ways because they have trauma or because mm-hmm. they've experienced these things mm-hmm. we also have those things mm-hmm. so for us to have to consider mm-hmm. their mental health because we have the tools the language and the education to recognize yeah. these things yeah is exhausting because we also have our own things to think about and we also are going through our own things and some yeah. of the things that they do and say may be triggering to us Facts. but we have to understand that and 
give them the benefit of the doubt and cut them slack and do all these things mm-hmm. while also experiencing their own our own things yeah. so it's like double work mm-hmm. and of course you're gonna do it because it's your mom and it's your family mm-hmm. but it, it's exhausting and i feel like that's why most people move out when they're 25 24 yeah because they realize that yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it, it's a lot and yeah. and like um i'll speak of this like like recently like i started therapy right mm-hmm. and i told my mom and she was like her literally her first reaction was like why like do you have something to tell me yeah and i'm like how did we get here like, yeah. how, how did you like i told you i'm yeah. going to therapy and you're yeah. asking me like if i like if i have to tell you something like mm-hmm. that why is that way like no i just i just want to be a better person i just mm-hmm. want to I like everyone should go to therapy. yeah i just mm-hmm. want to be a better person i just want to evolve more mm-hmm. i just want to understand myself like mm-hmm. i want to like right now like the next person i talk to mm-hmm. like i want to marry them so i don't have game like i don't like don't i don't have time to text people like like <laughs> seriously yeah. i don't i don't have time I, i've already i think you need to date to get to learn what you like i know what i like yeah. i know what i don't like i don't have time no more mm-hmm. so if that's my mindset i have to work on myself because like if a person comes into my life today am i going to be ready to receive oh, the things facts. that they can give me yeah. and especially like me going further with my education and all these mm-hmm. things like i just feel like especially like my field too mm-hmm. i think that's what pushed me the most because like my clients would disclose disclose these traumatizing things to me mm-hmm. and i'm like wow i'm triggered and like mm, yeah. and, and and I can't a big part of my field especially working with victims like mm-hmm. you can't react to the things that they're seeing because it will either make them feel shame or they'll mm-hmm. feel discouraged yeah. like a part of my big feel is like somebody will tell you this big big traumatic thing that happens to them and be like mm-hmm. okay like you know Jeez. like yeah. because it's especially like because I have a residential program like yeah. that's their home so it's like you you really can't react and, and like you're like their family basically yeah. so like you you have to react like like i remember i was like you can't like if i told you half the stuff my clients told me mm-hmm. you'd be like whoa 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 but like yeah. to me it's so normal yeah. because that is what we talk about on a day-to-day yeah. you know yeah, that makes sense. so and like i was talking to my supervisor and she's like honestly when you work in this field she's mm-hmm. like i've been working in this, this field for like 20 years like you if you work in this field you need to be in therapy yeah because that's probably so traumatizing for you. yeah she's like you, yeah. you need to be in therapy so i was like you know what like you're right and so i decided to do it and like my mom and i told my mom like mommy like you because there's just certain ways she communicates hmm. my mom oh okay yeah or like when you my mom like when you point out something that she's done that you don't like mm-hmm. she takes it as an attack on her character mm-hmm. yeah and 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 i think that like you need to do some work there like yeah she doesn't receive criticism Mm -hmm. and i think that i also have that Mm -hmm. i'm trying to work on it but she doesn't receive it's like yeah she internalized i i internalized criticism a lot really yeah like like people don't know criticism and what like like not even criticism like i internalize a lot of things like, like internalize like oh like this means i'm a bad person like what do yeah you really and like or like let's say you say um like like let's say you say something about me i don't know i don't know but i just internalize things a lot i really do like things especially people i care about like mm-hmm. if they say not say something about me because i don't think that people that care about me ever try to be malicious but let's say mm-hmm. they say something in passing 
that mm. was to them it wasn't serious at all yeah like i really internalized those things mm. you know and i just yeah. because i want it's like people pleasing like i want yeah. everyone to be happy so mm-hmm. it's like i'm just like okay what can i how can i change this or how can i make more people feel comfortable but like sometimes in the process you make yourself smaller yeah you know so i internalize that a lot um yeah so i told my mom like yo like you should do therapy like it's really Mm. helping me and she's like like me therapy like she's taking she thought i was like insulting her oh my god yeah (laughs) she thought i was insulting her Well, that's honestly that's that generation. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't even want to be like that's just how they are. But that's just. But how like, they are. honestly, I'm I'm not in a place in my life right now where I'm trying to fight it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm just like, you know what? Like, I'm trying to help you help yourself. Yeah. Like, if you don't want the help, that's all on you. Like, but you it's I mean? upset. Like, it's sad though. It is because sad. especially those of our parents who are immigrants, like mm. they experience a lot of a trauma. Lot of trauma yeah. A lot of trauma, Deja. Like so yeah. much trauma. Like the thing the types of things that are normalized in mm-hmm. in their like whether it's like Guyana, Ghana, like yeah. Jamaica, like wherever. Yeah. Like some some of the things and I I say this like carefully because I think like in the Western world we have a tendency to like say that like a lot of stuff through our Western lens, like mm-hmm say a lot of stuff things are wrong mm-hmm. and like you know impose our ways of thinking and our ideologies but that's just on how people. life is there yeah yeah it's not do you know what I'm i mean to say? yeah because i don't even want to say it's wrong you know what I mean? yeah but it, i think it's, there, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thin it's line different. it's a thin yeah. line because a lot of the things are um because i feel like they would think a lot of the things that we do here are wrong too I, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah 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 not even wrong but like let's say a lot of the things they experience is traumatic there's a lot of things that we experience here that are traumatic but, but they I wouldn't think, view it as traumatic yeah right? i think when you're in the mm-hmm. context you, you're oh it's normal yeah but when you're removed you're able to recognize so that i think because trauma. we're removed yeah. although we have the influence of our culture we're removed yeah. from being back home so we're able to see it clearly and mm-hmm. i think some of the things that we do because mm-hmm. although they're here they're removed because they have that context of back home they're mm-hmm. able to recognize it in us mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Me and my friends were talking and I really think that in like a couple of years or like 10 years or whatever, mm-hmm. there's going to be a whole new a diagnosis, multiple diagnosis yeah. of mental health relating to social media. Yeah. Because I feel like, for example, I feel like filters mm-hmm. can cause like, is dysmorphia the word? Mm-hmm. Like body dysmorphia? Yeah. Because like sometimes like like when you like when you look at your face in the filter mm-hmm. you're like oh i look good but then like when the filter comes off you're like mm-hmm. oh but yeah. it's like that's really bad that like you yeah. don't think you look like that's why like me like i i use filters but like i try to like not like i mm-hmm. like if i'm posting bare selfies like i'll try to post at least one mm-hmm. without a filter, without a filter yeah. because i'm like i i need to like be okay with my face yeah or like even like editing pictures and stuff like that like i'm not doing that just because like like i'm not gonna lie some pictures i'll post mm-hmm. and i'll like oh like i won't think my body looks good mm-hmm. but i'll post it anyway mm-hmm. because i'm like i think i'm the only one that thinks this yeah and i'm not gonna edit this because if i do like i like i won't 
be comfortable with how I look mm. and everyone's different maybe yeah. some people can edit their pictures and not feel that way yeah. but for me personally like I don't want to internalize that like I have to edit my pictures to post or I have to use a filter yeah. to post that's why like on, yeah. on like on my on snapchat like I'll use filters but like on mm-hmm. my instagram like I try not to post pictures with filters because I just feel like I'm just like for me personally I just feel like it's not good for my mental health yeah same I feel like social media like for me personally whenever I feel like my mental health because we were talking about before like mm-hmm. maintaining your mental health mm-hmm. so even though you're not actually experiencing like a depressive episode or like you know an, an anxious episode you feel yourself you know getting to that point you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I feel like an aspect of maintaining your mental health is coming off social media for a bit mm-hmm. and just taking a break because what like if you really think about it like we shouldn't be having access to this much stuff to this much stuff to this much people so seeing my, their lives like we shouldn't be seeing all of that like for yeah. what you know what i mean the thing with social media is is we have too much access too much access to trauma yeah. too much access to other people too much and when we have too much access to other people then we start to compare, compare ourselves, ourselves and, and we're comparing ourselves to, to the, the filter <laughs> exactly and the thing about it is though like like we're comparing ourselves like what you as much as social media gives us access mm-hmm. like you post on social media what you want to post yeah right you're not seeing everything so you're not yes. seeing everything so most people are going to post the best mm-hmm. so you're looking at people's best feeling your worst comparing mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. it's going to evoke some type of yeah mental something like it definitely is you know 100%. what i mean because like i and especially like especially especially as black people mm-hmm. like now with social media we're especially with like black lives matter and like pe- people being killed by the police like mm-hmm. these you know those like uh what do they call them Su- is it susan's not susan's what do karen's? they karen's yeah like especially with those videos with like the karen's mm-hmm. and like all that all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. we already knew those things were happening we yeah. experienced these things in our real life right yeah. but now for me i'm logging onto twitter and I'm seeing it all over the place. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. some of the things, oh, like, oh, it's funny, like, blah, 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 blah. But, like, some of the thing, like, and every the thing about it is, is, like, everybody has their different level of tolerance. Mm-hmm. But social, you're, you cannot curate your, t- like, you can to an extent, mm-hmm. but you can't curate your social media to be at your tolerance level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, videos of, on it or your, or your yeah, mind. like, videos of, like, like, people being, like, brutalized by the police mm-hmm. i can honestly say i have never watched a video of that i've never watched any of and videos. some people nope. watch them no nope. and and nope. me thinking about those videos is no. enough for me to feel mm-hmm. trigger warning no. is enough to me for me yeah, to have seriously a, i feel sad a physical, right now. <laughs> no a physical response yeah when i say physical response like i my body hurts mm-hmm. honestly like i'll start crying yeah like, i just want to sleep like even crying <laughs> but like my body i have physical reactions yeah. to these things like also trigger warning again like you know toying like when mm-hmm. that happened i couldn't sleep like i know it yeah. sounds dramatic tra- dramatic no, it's not dramatic but at all. like sis like i couldn't sleep mm-hmm. like that whole time in june like it was that stuff was in my dreams no, that was a lot that was, it was in my dreams fam so like mm-hmm. i have a and like maybe other people didn't react that way and mm-hmm. and maybe they're able to watch the like everybody has a different mm-hmm. tolerance, tolerance yeah. you know and 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 social media we're just seeing everything everything and even like with covid too like 
I remember in the beginning of COVID, like, I was experiencing, like, extreme anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't even, like, read the word COVID. It would give me anxiety. Oh, like, yeah. Like, see, I would have to ask, like, I, I remember I asked my cousins, like, can you guys say corona? Like, for some reason, like, when I hear COVID, like, I get extreme anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I, I, to this day, I have COVID. I have pandemic. I have, um, like, like, flu and, like, uh, <laughs> virus. Mm-hmm. I have those muted from my social media. Really? Yes. On my Twitter, it's muted Damn. because I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's, and there was this one video where it was like, um, when in the beginning of COVID, I used to wash my hands every like ten minutes, even if I was just in the house. Really? And I used to cuss my parents to wash their hands, and they're like, "Yo, what's wrong with you?" Oh my god! And like they were, my mom was doing it to make me feel better, but then she was like, "Sis, like I'm like you don't have to <laughs> do this, like you yeah. know." And like there was like this TikTok of like, um. It was like somebody's hands mm-hmm. and then like they wrote COVID on it and then like they touched the surface and then like they wrote COVID on the surface. Like it was like they were transferring oh. and, and I was like, this video is my anxiety personified. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what I think in my head. This is what I think COVID is. Yeah. And so I, I that was like a lot, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, when I saw that video, I said, no, I have to mute these things from mm-hmm. my social media because I can't do it. And all now it's muted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I muted like yeah. other trigger words too. Like I just and like I it works to an extent, but some things still slip through the cracks, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's true. When you were saying social media, mm-hmm. I was more thinking like the type of things that people are writing on social media. So not really like related to like the pandemic or COVID or even Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. but just like the toxic things people will say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just feel like I'm seeing it. And even though I'm reading it and I'm like, haha, that's funny, I feel like somehow I'm internalizing that and it's like showing up in like my my real world. You know life. what? You, you know, know what I mean? Especially Twitter does too. They like let's say there they, there's a tweet that says, let's say uh your favorite color is pink, right? Yeah. And then somebody tweets like all bitches who like pink pussy stinks. Yeah, right? and then it has like seventy five k favorites and yeah, like thirty k like, yeah. tweets, and then like you're sitting viral. there thinking like I like pink soul. Does my pussy stink? Like, but even though you know it's it's stupid, it's dumb. But then you internalize. Like, it's just like, and I feel yeah. like when it comes to relationships, like they do that. Like, there's this tweet like, oh, if you don't if you don't email me when I block you, like it's not real. Yeah, and it's like, or if, and I'm like, facts. I've I've experienced blocking somebody and them finding like any means to contact me it's mm-hmm. not fun mm-hmm. it's traumatic yeah it's really really traumatic so it's like this is not anyone's like yeah like but then like because like i see these tweets i'm like like a part of you's like oh they must love like it's just no it's so much and like yeah. even like toxic toxic talk to- like that's not cute yeah like not cute at all. like it's abuse <laughs> it's like abuse. it's actually abuse like like remember i saw this one tweet i don't think it's gonna be on twitter anymore like, I don't think people are saying it anymore, mm-hmm. but like, they're like, oh, like, um, in a relationship, a guy has to cheat once and you should allow it or something like that. Like, he, he, he should be able to cheat once. Like, like the guy. And I remember, like, when going in, in my previous relationship, I saw these things and, and I was like, like oh, oh okay. okay, like, maybe that's true. Like, you know what I mean? Or I would see things like, oh, everyone deserves to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And then I would take that advice from Twitter. Yeah. Not even take it, but like I didn't somehow. internalize it mm-hmm. somehow. And, like, and then like, and then like when you internalize it, it's like you're making decisions based off of those internalizations. You know what I mean? 
and then you feel bad about yourself because of those decisions yeah. that you made. Honestly, social media is like a warped reality. Like it's real, but it's not real. But it's not real. And and, and even the fact that like oh even the fact that some of us sometimes we recognize that we have to take social media breaks. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that we know that we have to take breaks means that it's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's at not all. healthy. And like I don't know. Like I just feel like it warps the way that we think of things. Yeah. And this honestly, this could even be a whole episode how social media affects the way that we think and shit no, like that it changes so because, much because like, like it's it's not it's not healthy man it's really not it's not and as much as like our parents are like social media social media like you you guys are on whatsapp okay your little whatsapp cha- chain messages and all that stuff like that's not healthy either so and you know what even when you think about it like bef- like pre-social media like i'm just thinking of like the people that grew up like you know eight like 15 to like 30 they didn't have social media you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like the people that they would experience like just through conversations or like talking to people having friends or whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like because you know when you have a conversation with someone or you someone tells you something like Mm -hmm. you take on a certain viewpoint after that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like with social media there's so many opposing viewpoints that it's like bro like what am I supposed to think? And the thing like, with you know social media too is not only it be okay. You know what? Having so many viewpoints, I don't think is the problem. Mm. I think the problem with social media is they shame certain viewpoints. Yeah, that's true. Like some some people no, but need to be shamed. Sometimes they do shame certain, but then you see a next one, a next viewpoint that's a total opposite. That's being that's going viral too. So you're just like, you're like what? Like you know what I mean? For me, if for me, yeah, for me, it's not so much the problem of different perspectives. I think it's the fact that they shame, shame people. Like, some mm-hmm. people need to be shamed. Like, if you're saying something extremely homophobic or racist yeah. or whatever, like, you deserve to be shamed. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to, like, minor things, like, oh, like, yeah. you know, just, I feel Oh, like- no, you know that one example? Remember, like, three, two or three years ago, they had this viral tweet talking about the blue pill and the red pill. They're like, oh, pick the blue pill if you want, like, someone mm-hmm. to yeah, come yeah. back from the dead or something, someone close to you, and then pick the red pill if you want $10 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people were getting mad at people for picking the red pill, for wanting the money. Yeah. And I'm just like, what if those people have never experienced someone dying? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how can you shame that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what if that $10 million is going to help their family or help them in a certain way? So how, like, you know what I mean? It was just, like, things like that. Like, so trivial. Like, Like, why are you shaming that? I feel like the thing, too, is, like, I saw this tweet, and it's, like, I don't know if I should say this, but I'll I'll say it in a less triggering way. I feel like some, and I'm mindful of this, and obviously I'm not perfect, but social media is so tricky because you could see a tweet that either you agree with or you find funny, Mm -hmm. but is offensive to somebody else. Mm And so I sometimes will favorite something. I'm like, oh no, like my one friend might feel away, or mm-hmm. somebody, not even my friends, somebody that follows me that may be experiencing this mm-hmm. may feel away. So yes. I'm not going to retweet this or favorite this. Yeah. But of course, there are things that I retweet and favorite anyway because I I I don't know because yeah. I'm so stuck in my own mindset. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and I think in that way, like, like, like this one girl that I follow, like. She tweeted some like there's this show uh, Basketball Wives and there's this one dark skinned girl and she's trying to like explain to the rest of the crew that's like mostly light skinned like mm-hmm. how they're colorist but it's like oh. she doesn't have the she's not articulating I know what she means yeah. because I have that experience yeah. but I understand why somebody who doesn't have that experience from the words that she's saying yeah. is not understanding her 
okay. you know yeah and this one girl that i followed was like oh i tried to understand her but now she's just crying da, da, da. and she's like light-skinned i'm like ew like ew, yeah. ew ew like you don't like i understand why you don't get it but like also shut up yeah you know so yeah. I just feel like you you have to be yeah like whoa 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 like why would she even say that though but I feel like that's colorist in and of itself like her tweeting that but the thing about it is is like in the show like when I searched like the because you know how you can search the hashtag of a show yeah when I searched the hashtag of a show like I of the show like Mm -hmm. other people were agreeing with her and I'm just like I I get it but like I get why you guys don't get it, but also it's not your experience. Exactly. So don't talk. So were they like making fun of her? Like they what? weren't making fun of her. They're just saying like she's she's just like you know how like you know how white people sometimes will tell them something's racist and they'll be like no it's not. Who white people? Say yeah, that? yeah. It's just like and then you know how sometimes when you tell like people who aren't dark skinned like this color they'll be like oh, no, no it's, it's not, not. Yeah. like that's what they were saying basically like she's she's playing like the race card but like she's playing colorist the colorist card, card. Yeah. like you know. No, I don't know. And also, I, I feel like with social media as well, I feel like we sometimes... Like, it's so... Like, the comment section of the Shade Room... Bro, I unfollowed them. I, I unfollowed them. I, I was just about to say... I let me, Honestly, I'm talking to... six buzz? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking to every single black person listening to this right now. Unfollow the Shade Room. And if you're from Toronto, unfollow six, six buzz. buzz. Like, unfollow <laughs> them. Like I have actively tried to follow like, like motivational accounts, yeah, like spiritual accounts, yeah. and like my feed is like my friends and those accounts. Yeah. Because same. I I I can't follow the shade room. The comment section of the shade room is a nasty dark place. It's, so it's a nasty nasty yeah. dark place, man. It is. It's a sick place. It's a sick place, and it does nothing for your mental health. But so I feel not. like sometimes we, with social media, because the information's so there like sometimes like mm-hmm. especially if there's like tea on the tl i'm not gonna lie i'm yeah. i'm finding it and i'm sending it to my friends and yeah. we're keying. yeah but at true. the same time like it's not sometimes <laughs> it's like, not healthy sometimes you know when like okay you know when like mix up goes from like being like entertaining to like like check. nasty and like, like actually check. heavy like you're being mean now <laughs> yeah like, but, like nasty and like heavy like yeah yeah like, you're taking it too far mm-hmm. yeah but honestly i'm not gonna lie the one social media platform that I think I'm not gonna say it's good for your mental health, but I don't feel like it's like making my me- like it doesn't make me struggle with my mental health is TikTok. I feel like when I'm struggling with my mental health, I go to TikTok. TikTok? Do you know why though? Why? Because okay, obviously there's negative things on TikTok, but I think for TikTok because it's mostly Gen Z people, it's uh, more positive. I think they, they yeah. yes, I honestly, honestly, Gen. Like it just makes Gen me happy. Gen Z is change the go. world. Honestly, sis. <laughs> okay, Gen- I'm part of Gen Z now. <laughs> that's and that's why when I when I think of these things, I, that's when I start to claim Gen Z because Gen the kids that Gen Z people no, are that's... gonna raise are gonna mm-hmm. be uh, they're gonna be so good. Yeah. Like and I feel like because some of the Gen Z people were raised raised by millennials. Yeah. So I that's think, why we're seeing how. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and it's I, us. It's us. So it's like. <laughs> Yeah, so I think millennials were able to recognize the problems yeah. in their parents, but not completely unlearn. But the kids they yeah. raised, Gen Z, oh my gosh, they're the future. And the kids yeah. that they're gonna raise, mm. imagine, 
think of your sister's kids like how yeah, she is bro. my sister i'm like amazed at some of the things that she says trust like, me what? <laughs> like how did you even recognize that no, i recognize Gen-Z's that the future. At, at like 20 Genzie's <laughs> the fucking future man no, and i think they they're just uplifting on there right they are like it's just like i feel positive energy every a lot time of I'm the people TikTok. who like on instagram like people would make fun of them especially twitter people would make fun yeah. of them like they have bare they're big big tiktokers yeah. so I think TikTok, I mean, hopefully it doesn't change. And oh. obviously it has, they have their own um, toxicity. Like, yeah. But I think also because you can curate more so. I think yeah. TikTok, you can curate what, you see, what you're yeah. seeing more than any other app. I think it's based on what you like. Yeah, like it the is. The you For like. You page. Like, yeah. It's because my, my whole TikTok is like Ganyan people. Oh, um, okay. You know which TikTok I want to find so badly? And I hope it exists. I want to find only child TikTok. Why? Because I feel like I need people to, like, I, I want to, like, because, you know, like, I'll see tweets and it's like, oh, when your mom's calling you and, like, you wait until she stops so she can call your brother or sister. <laughs> but it's like, when you're an only child, then, like, you oh, have to get okay. up anyway. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. like, I want to, like, I want to see those jokes. Yeah, that's true. Or, like, there's bare, like, um things on TikTok, like, oh, the only child, the middle child. But it's like, yeah. no, sorry, the oldest child, the middle child. But I'm like, what about the only child? Like, I don't, there's yeah. bare jokes around being an only child. It's so funny. But, like, I want to find that part of TikTok. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. I feel like TikTok, TikTok is good. TikTok is the future. Yeah, I thought Clubhouse was the future, but that Bro, shit got, happened. That shit got toxic fast. Really? I Bro, think no one goes on. I don't know what happened. You guys don't go on it, but there's Bear Ganyan Clubhouse, and they're all toxic, and they're all always fighting. And there's always rooms really? and tea. Bro, Ganyan take a uh, Brooklyn Ganyan Clubhouse is so toxic. <laughs> it's so funny. So, do you want to tell our listeners ways that you maintain your mental health, healthy ways? Okay. Um, one thing that me, first of all, one thing about me and what we didn't touch on is if your workplace is not making you happy, I really encourage you to, I know it's not as easy as it sounds and not everybody, everybody has the resources or the options or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I really encourage you to leave and find a new job or find a new job before leaving because if your workplace is not making you happy, then it's a lot mm-hmm. so one thing about me i will quit a job that i is not making me happy mm-hmm. i even quit my second job like last two weeks ago because i just felt like yeah it wasn't making me happy yeah um and god will give me a new one still mm-hmm. but anyway i just feel like quit a job if it's not making you happy mm-hmm. also um quit people quit people <laughs> also I take so like if I wake like also call in sick guys Facts. use your sick days yeah because yeah like that's like Maybe take that's a mental health twice. day if you are feeling overwhelmed if you mm-hmm. have a lot of things to do if you just need a day to yourself mm-hmm. call in sick or what I do is at the beginning of the month I will book off at least one day mm-hmm. because I need that day for myself and. I just want, like, this Friday, I booked it off from the beginning of the month because mm-hmm. I just felt like I need a day where I'm just relaxing. Yeah. I, I, even if I have to stay in bed all day and just be, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. Also, one thing that really is improves my mental health is cleaning my room. Uh, I feel like when my room is messy, mm-hmm. I... Your mind is messy. My <laughs> mind is messy, and it makes me even more sad that I'm messy yeah you know you're like judging yourself and and i realized looking back like when i was in hamilton my room was always messy Mm. and i was depressed you know Mm -hmm. 
so yeah cleaning my room like once i clean my room get new sheets light a candle like oh my mm, gosh facts. like whew. so um and just like your space too mm. I, I think that if you don't like your room i encourage you to change it even yeah, if facts. you don't have money to put into it even if you can change the way your bed change is something add a yeah. poster take down a poster like yeah. something like just change your space like yeah. when i change you know why because like i my old room mm -hmm. like i had been through like i had been depressed so it's like you don't want to depressed and like you're staring at the wall or something mm -hmm. and it's like i when i changed my room i felt that it improved my mental health a lot because it's like i'm looking at like there was a point where i was depressed and i was staring at this wallpaper yeah and then now this wallpaper is in my room if that makes oh, sense oh yeah so like when i changed my space and like even like having a brighter space like my room was like, mm. like a dark pink and mm. now it's like this like yellow yeah. like a pale yellow yeah. and my room became so much brighter and mm. it's just i think so like for me it's my space mm -hmm. for me it's taking a break mm -hmm, like you mentioned that go 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 mentality yeah. sometimes it's not every day i'm you know what i'm lazy yeah <laughs> like i'm lazy like especially when it comes to work like i'm lazy yeah. i'm sorry like i whether or not i go above and beyond i'm still gonna receive the same pay but is it even laziness but let's talk about that <laughs> is it even laziness I or are you just prioritizing myself yeah you know what i think as black people we think prioritizing ourselves is either selfish or lazy yeah yeah i don't think it's late i don't think you're lazy at all well because if you're lazy i must be i don't know what i am <laughs> no when it comes to like you're especially when it comes to like work i'm like that like i'm gonna do what i think this pay Sorry. can get can are you okay yeah are you sure yeah. are you okay yeah especially especially when it comes to like how much i like like if i'm working like i'm gonna do the amount of work i feel you guys deserve with the pay that you're giving me <laughs> like i don't understand yeah. like people who snitch in the workplace and go like we're all getting the same pay like let's like, just relax that. but anyway so my <laughs> main takeaways is i leave i'm gonna out <laughs> like if it's whether it's a job or if it's a person i'm gonna out yeah and well the person thing might take me a little bit longer because like but anyway <laughs> <laughs> and then just my space and also taking like mental health days yeah yeah even if i'm not experiencing right. extreme like depression or anxiety like it's just because just because like you don't have to also have a treating myself sometimes i take yeah. it too far but treat yourself. Treat, treat yourself treat yourself treat yourself Facts. like if you can like every other paycheck like even if it's fifty dollars a hundred dollars yeah. like buy yourself something even yeah. if it's ten dollars buy yourself something buy yourself Yes, I will always be an advocate for buying yourself things. <laughs> always. <laughs> Just don't be like me and take it too far, but like... Yeah, facts. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maintaining um, my mental health was is definitely what I recently started was waking up early. I don't know what it is about waking up early. I'm a morning person. But like, I don't know, like it just improves my mental health so much. Mm -hmm. And also like going to the gym too i feel like a part of the reason why i would struggle so much with my mental health was because i didn't have an outlet but mm -hmm. i feel like the gym was what like i just put all my anger all my frustration all my worries all my anxiety into working out mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it just makes you and once you're like i may not like working out in the moment but like, it I may makes not, you feel better after but after like that feeling you get like mm -hmm. It's just like amazing. Right? Yeah, I'm gonna start working out. No, this like week, actually, actually, like it's 
it's amazing and and like i feel like um like i don't think like i go like now i don't, maybe before i used to go to the gym to because i wanted a nice body or like i just wanted to look nice but now i like literally go for my mental health mm-hmm. so like i don't really care what i'm doing at the gym and like anything that may come out of me working out so me having a nice body or like or me only positive yeah or me like my skin getting clear me drinking more water is mm-hmm. like a side effect of me putting myself first yeah and maintaining my mental health mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so i definitely working out and also another thing that i felt really 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 helped my mental health was like what we were talking about in our last or not our last episode but like the last two episodes the conflict resolution one mm-hmm. was like telling people how i feel mm-hmm. right then and there mm-hmm. that's a big one because i feel like when you don't do that like it i don't know like you're just not being true to yourself yeah and i don't feel like i am like loving myself if that makes sense when i don't tell people how i truly feel yeah because you only, you're only doing that i feel like when you don't tell other people how you feel maybe like it's because you're worried about their reaction yeah but then in the process you're hurting yourself and the people that really care about you i don't think would ever Mm -hmm. even if they don't understand right away i don't think they would ever be like fuck you for you saying how you feel yeah exactly and if they do then they're not for you yeah facts um you know what i was gonna say too also tying back to social media i think one thing i've also tried to do is just not compare myself to these like perfect girls on mm-hmm. on instagram especially being a dark-skinned woman i feel like the influencers that we see are mm-hmm. very perfect the dark-skinned girls that get a lot of likes oh, are very perfect they're very or we they present as perfect yeah their frontals are this like mm-hmm. their makeup is that yeah. their clothes how they're put together yeah i think that and not every girl's like that. Like not yeah. you don't we don't all have to be bad bitches. Like yeah. we don't all like you know what I mean? Like we, we yeah. don't all have to have frontals, like just be I just wanna be myself yeah. and be able to post like it's sad how big how much of a big part social media is, but unfortunately it is. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about my mental health I have to include that because I feel like especially being a dark skinned woman, like mm-hmm. the, you're gonna compare yourself to people who you feel kind of look like you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all the people that look like me that are big on social media look a certain way yeah and it's like i don't have to look like that that's true yeah um they don't even look like that (laughs) yeah fact they don't even look like that so that's true all right guys i don't have anything else to add um you all i would say is that you know as black people i feel like we need to um I'll do a learning. Yeah. Especially our generation, millennials, Gen Z, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I think we need to do a lot of unlearning. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud of us for the unlearning that we've done so far. Yeah. And I just hope that when we be- start raising our kids and those of us who are already raising our kids, mm-hmm. I hope that we just, you know, allow our kids the space to um be able to talk about these things without shaming them. Yeah you know mm-hmm. that makes sense but yeah yeah guys put your mental health first it's very important because yeah. you know what we didn't talk about this 
but your mental health is your foundation for everything yeah if you don't have your mental health you don't have anything you don't have anything you can't so make sure to prioritize it and put yourself first and go to therapy go go to to therapy therapy. go to therapy go to therapy (laughs) you're rude (laughs) we all need it everybody needs therapy yeah, like go to therapy true. and you know if you if you have a diagnosis maybe you'll get diagnosed if you just need to talk to somebody maybe even if you have a diagnosis that's okay too because you know what you're gonna yeah. find ways to help yourself and honestly i'll just quickly share like my experience with therapy is lit bro it's lit so yeah facts it's fucking lit man if you, you, you after you're just like wow okay yeah, you feel so much better yeah so go to therapy guys that's my main takeaway anyways yeah all right guys it's been fun Yes, it has. Case with your girl, Emma T. And Dej. And this is... Dark and Lovely Pod. GGGs.